Hello and welcome to episode 34 of The Kate Show. My name is Kate and today I'm sharing with you my Instagram and Facebook experiment. So I decided to post a photo of myself or my family in a professional or a personal sense on Instagram and Facebook for 30 days straight. Technically 31 because right now it is the month of August. And I am sharing the results with you because I think it is so fascinating to see the correlation between how often we're posting and what we're posting and what effect that has financially on our business. So I have some exciting statistics to share with you. And if you look at the show notes for this episode over on katethesocialite.com, you're going to see screenshots from my website and from my Instagram and Facebook analytics so that you can understand exactly what I'm talking about. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to The Kate Show, a weekly marketing podcast for interior designers and home stagers. Hosted by author, entrepreneur, and marketing consultant, Kate the Socialite. Each week, you'll learn helpful tips on how to make social media easier, how to grow your mailing list, and how to simplify every area of marketing and advertising your business. With her blunt, no-fluff approach, Kate stands up for business owners who want real results in their marketing, but have limited time or resources. And now, please welcome your host, Kate the Socialite. In case you're wondering what on earth prompted me to start posting a photo of myself every day on my business social platforms, let me explain. I follow some really big people in the marketing industry, and they were telling me that it has just transformed their businesses and their social media experience by sharing more photos of themselves. But obviously social media is much more than just photos. It is also about crafting captions that will tell a story and really engage the audience. So I took this as a challenge in early August and decided that I was going to post a photo of myself or my family every day. And I was also going to take time to write a lengthy caption. Now, I wasn't just being verbose for the fun of it, I actually had something to say. And I made sure that each post aligned with one of my top goals for my social media. So the goals for my social media were threefold. The first was to boost engagement. The second was to send traffic to my website. And the third one was simply to test the stats from one month to another to see if it really made a difference, which means I had to go all out, go big or go home. Because when I tell all of you how often you should be posting, I have to make sure that I am telling you something because I know it to be true and not just because I believe that it might be true. So if you go to the show notes for this episode on katethesocialite.com, you are going to get all the details, but I am going to talk about them now. So stay tuned. Here are the details. In the month of July, I posted 17 times on Facebook and Instagram, but in August, I posted 30 to 31 times. And interestingly enough, the most popular hashtag I used was hashtag inner critic, which is so interesting to me. It tells me that my audience is interested in 
mindset work and and how they feel about themselves, which is awesome because that's a big part of my brand. If you've been following me or listening to this podcast for even just a week, you know that I talk a lot about the importance of having confidence in our businesses because it affects the prices we set and the clients that we attract. That said, I know from that statistic that I have to make sure that my future captions speak to this need that my audience has. Now, back to the data. My likes per post increased by 26% as a result of posting every day and using photos of myself or my family every time. The comments that I received per post increased by 44%. So I accomplished my goal of more interaction. And I also accomplished my goal of getting to know you guys better because I found out, again, hashtag inner critic. That's important to you. It's important to me. And we can find common ground right there. And the cool thing is that has nothing to do with marketing. So if I was out in the world, out in the social media world, only talking about marketing, sure, I have a niche audience. I only work with interior designers and home stagers and window treatment workrooms. But that's not enough because that would limit my audience only to people who need my marketing services right now. I want to go bigger than that while still having a niche market, which is why it is so important for me to keep talking about mindset and how it affects us in our businesses. Now, because I was posting 60% more on Instagram and I got the like increase of 26% and the comment increase by 44%, That tells me that posting frequency on Instagram is directly related to our rates of interaction. And while that may seem like common sense or common knowledge to some people, I do want to make sure that I highlight it and really spell it out because there can be a lot of confusion over how often should I post on social media and what should I post on social media. And each social platform is different. There is no blanket statement that could tell you, oh, always post X amount of times on social. But I will say that what I have learned from this is Instagram does require more posting frequency. And I already knew that, but it's just nice to have it confirmed yet again. Now, what I'm going to share with you next is a little bit disappointing. I'm going to share my Facebook statistics with you. And if you've been following me for a little bit, you know that I have mixed feelings about Facebook. Unfortunately, it is a huge driver of traffic for me, and I know that it is for many of you as well. Therefore, I can't afford to stop using Facebook. And it also has cool features like groups. So I love my Facebook group, Marketing for Home Pros, and a lot of other people do as well. So again, I can't leave Facebook. But here's the thing, guys. I poured my heart and soul into Facebook this month. I posted every day with the same type of high quality images and long captions. And guess how much growth I got? 3%. How disappointing is that? I mean, wah, wah, wah. And I also got some unfollowers. Yes, some people either hid my posts or they stopped liking my page entirely. And I'm not too worried about that because, you know, people's opinions change and maybe they learned more about me and were like, eh, no thanks. That's totally fine. They're not my customer. But it also tells me that I was probably overdoing it on Facebook and I'm not surprised by that. 
I often tell my clients and my customers and my followers that when it comes to Facebook, less really is more and posting three to five times per week is ideal. That's why the social media management packages we offer here at Socialite do cover either three posts a week or five posts a week with some specialty ad management because we understand that there is such a thing as overdoing it and we don't want people to unfollow you the way they have unfollowed me this month. Now, my ongoing strategy for social media is going to look different as we move into September because it is currently the end of August. Guys, just as a side note, where the heck did the summer go? I don't even know. I feel like I have spent most of the summer either sitting in front of my computer screens, yes, I have multiple, or outside working on our new house, which, you know, is not a bad gig, but man, the days just fly by. So because I'm so busy, I have to have a plan for my social media. I have to have my goals in place and then I work backwards from those goals and think, okay, if I want to promote this service offering, what should I be posting in order to get there? And on the other hand, if I want to be encouraging this type of woman out there since like 99% of my clients and customers and followers are female, what should I be posting because they care about inner critic issues and mindset issues and a lot of them or a lot of you struggle with self-confidence in your business and it's really a problem because it takes a toll on the bottom line of your business because as I've mentioned before if you don't believe in yourself your customers won't either and you'll also set your prices way too low and make yourself a target for bargain shoppers which is not cool guys. With all those things in mind, my plan going forward is to post five to seven times per week on Instagram and to post three to four times per week on Facebook. This is going to be a nice middle ground for me and it will hopefully not overwhelm people, especially on Facebook. But if it starts to, I mean, obviously I'll keep track of it and I'll report back because guys, my business is one big experiment and I don't tell you guys to do something without having first tried it myself. That said, another little tidbit I want to share with you that I learned, and honestly I did already know this, but again it's good to have confirmation. Instagram posts are not necessarily going to work well as Facebook posts and vice versa. I thought it was kind of funny that the statistical analyzer I use for Instagram noted some of my worst posts out there which I will share in the show notes it's kind of funny and they rate it based on how many likes and comments it receives so those posts did not do well on Instagram but they were some of my highest interaction rated posts on Facebook so just understand that you have different audiences on different platforms plus those platforms operate differently and will show your content at different times or not at all <clears throat> Facebook so just keep that in mind as you go forward and don't freak out if a post here and there falls flat another interesting little tidbit I learned is that a post on Instagram can take two to three weeks to get its full encapsulated number of likes or comments so have you ever had people go back and like something that you posted a week ago? Me too. And in fact, it happens for several weeks. So if you posted something yesterday and it only got like 12 likes, 
don't be concerned because if you look at that post again in two weeks, you're probably going to have two or three times the amount of interaction on that post. So that's why Instagram and Facebook are both long-term strategies. You're not going to become instantly famous and you're not going to instantly see results in your business. But I do want to show you this next part that happened as a result of me posting every day on social media because it is kind of exciting. And this is where the profits start coming in. This is where the bottom line of your business gets affected by what you're doing on social media. So you guys have heard me talk a lot about the social media sales funnel, about how while you'll never really get clients directly from social, it's a great way to introduce them to your sales funnel. And the whole point of social media is to send people to your website, have them opt into your mailing list, receive your monthly newsletter and become clients. So now I'm just gonna be very vulnerable with you guys and tell you exactly what has happened to my business over the month of August. Not only has traffic from my social media accounts to my website doubled or more than doubled, but I've also received 259 new email subscribers and that is without promoting any of my lead magnets or opt-ins. It's literally just because people were interested enough to go from social to my website and they saw I was offering something for free, which by the way is a free email newsletter, and they opted in. So now I have this captured audience of over 250 new people that I did not know before and it's so exciting because like I said, I wasn't even intending for that to happen, but because I have my sales funnel set up correctly, once they came from social to my website, the next logical step for them to take was to get in my mailing list and that's exactly what they did. Now as a result of that, I have been booked out like crazy with discovery calls, with paid consultations, and I get emails every single day from new people who want to engage with my company in some way, and I am just so grateful. Now, I can't attribute all of this just to posting on social media every day because I do have other ways that I am promoting and reaching the right people, such as through this podcast. This podcast is a huge driving force in my business now. But it is very interesting how things have reached a breakneck speed in my business in the month of August and it, how it coincides with the growth of my mailing list, the rate of increased interactions on my social media accounts, and my increased website traffic. So this is not a coincidence, guys. This is exactly what is supposed to happen when you are being real, when you are being uh, transparent on social media and putting a lot of work into it. Now I know that a lot of you do not have the amount of time or maybe even the interest or knowledge to post every day for your business on social media. I hope that this helps you see why social media managers tend to charge what they charge because this is an awful lot of work guys, but it's also very worth it. You actually get a return on your investment. However, you have to go into it with the right mindset of, I know this won't result in something great right away. It is a long-term strategy. Okay, so I can hear some of you right now saying, whether out loud or in your heads, 
but I don't have good photos to post of myself on social media and I feel awkward. I feel like that's really vain. I just feel egocentric when all I do is talk about myself or my family and I have a lot to say to this but we're going to go to a quick sponsor break and then I'll be right back with loads of info. So if you are not driving, you'd better get a notebook because you're going to want to write a few things down. Do you struggle with social media or email marketing? Socialite can help with email newsletters and social media posts that you can customize and use in minutes. Marketing your design or home staging firm has never been easier, faster, or more affordable. Visit katethesocialite.com to access free and premium marketing help for your business today. Hey, interior designers. How much time are you currently spending creating floor plans, furniture arrangements, or sourcing product, or creating mood boards? Well, here's the good news. You do not have to keep spending many, many precious hours of your time on these things that you could actually hand off to someone else. Now, I'm not suggesting that you hire an employee or that you add another person to your in-house team because that's not always a good fit for everyone. From a legal and tax standpoint, having an employee can be expensive and it can also be risky, which is why I am really excited to introduce you guys to my friend Brittany Elms of My Design Assistant. So Brittany specializes in virtual assistant services exactly and specifically for interior designers so that you can spend more time growing your business, your brand, and getting the publicity that you deserve without spending hours creating those mood boards or sourcing those products. Because we know these things are very important to your design process, but the good news is it doesn't all have to be done by you. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level and start outsourcing things that you don't necessarily have to have your hands in, go over to mydesignassistant.com, check out Brittany's services, her reviews, and book a time with her online. Head over to mydesignassistant.com to get started. What is stopping you from posting photos of yourself on social media? I asked this question in my Facebook group a couple weeks ago and I got some pretty interesting responses that I'd like to share with you. So Michelle said it's because she needs new headshots and she's going to put it on her to-do list. So good for you, Michelle. And that's also what Addie said. But I wanted to step in here and say, when I am talking about posting photos of yourself on social media, I'm not suggesting that you only post headshots. I'm talking about lifestyle photos and even an actual selfie. Oh no. <laughs> I had some people comment saying that it's interesting that you would think posting photos of yourself is helpful. I can't help wondering if people identify more with what you're offering if you don't get in the way of your services. And she was saying she's just interested to hear what we all think. And to that, I told her that, you know, getting out of our own way actually means we need to stop hiding behind our services and start showing who we are as people. I mean, that makes it easier for potential clients to trust us, which eventually leads to new clients. And that goes back to what I said earlier about the most popular topic on my social accounts, according to you guys, being hashtag inner critic 
which again has nothing to do with marketing. And if all I was doing was putting my services front and center, then I would have missed out on so many new connections, so many new followers, and so many new people in my mailing list, which again translates to all the people who keep booking phone calls with me, emailing me, and becoming customers or clients. So it is extremely important to put yourself out there. Another member in my group posted something that really struck a chord with the other members. And she said that when I do post photos of myself, I end up getting a lot of random men who follow me and they don't have a profile picture and their profile is private. So I don't know anything about them, but it's kind of creepy. And you know, I totally get it. Uh, as women, we might be subject to some interesting treatment or interesting responses on Instagram. And that's just got to be expected. I mean, if you're putting yourself out there, there are going to be people who respond in different ways. And if you don't like them, you can block them. But don't let the fact that some random guy is following you stop you from putting yourself out there. Because when I tell you to post photos of yourself, I'm not suggesting that you do so in an inappropriate manner. Of course, you should still be a real person, but you also should maintain a level of professionalism. So as long as you're not out there exposing your assets to the world, if random guys want to follow you, so be it. It's completely okay. And to everyone else who is like, I don't post photos of myself because I think I'm not pretty or because of bad hair days, like one of my group members said, guys, this goes back to hashtag inner critic. It goes back to believing in yourself and understanding that just because you may not think you're pretty doesn't mean someone else won't. And after all, the purpose of being on social media is not to be a model. Being pretty or not pretty is subjective and it has absolutely nothing to do with the success you can experience on social media and it has nothing to do with the success of your business. So I want you to stop judging yourself in that way because that's a form of prejudice. You are being prejudiced against people who are not perceived as being as attractive as other people, and that's not okay. It doesn't matter if you are being prejudiced against yourself or against someone else. The bottom line is we humans should not be critical in that way. We shouldn't. It doesn't matter who we're directing it towards. It is such a hindrance and it becomes a stumbling block in our businesses. I often say that we humans are works of art, wonderfully created, beautifully made. So what right does the art have to become the art critic? And I want you to ponder that. I want you to think about what ways your business might be suffering because you are too critical of yourself. How is that okay, guys? That's not okay at all. You deserve to be successful, not because of what you've done in the past or because of what you look like, but because when you were created, you were created with inherent value. And that value is something that can't be taken away from you. But if you never step into that realization that you are valuable and that what you have to say on social media matters, then you're always going to be held captive by your own limiting beliefs. And where on earth is it written that we have to look a certain way in order to post photos of ourselves on social media? That is some sort of weird rule from some sort of non-existent rule book that only exists in your head. 
it existed in my head for a long time too. And guys, like I have dealt with self-image and self-confidence issues my whole life. That's just part of being human. I always used to think I am too short or I am too scrawny or my nose is too big or I don't have curves in the right places. And I could have used all those things as reasons not to post photos of myself on social media. And I actually did allow those things to stop me for several years. But then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I am proud of who I am. I am proud that I was created with intention, that I was given a voice in this world, that I was born with a purpose, and I am not going to let my inner mean girl stop me from helping people. And see, that's just the thing. You have to approach social media from the standpoint of not broadcasting yourself to the world. I mean, for heaven's sake, like you're not a donut in a bake shop that needs to be advertised. You're something far more valuable than that. And you are there to help people. So when you approach social media with the intention of, I want to help as many people as possible. I want my voice and my message to reach exactly who needs it in this moment. You will find there is nothing self-centered, egocentric, or conceited about posting photos of yourself. Because when you post photos of yourself, not only are you giving the social media platform the type of content that it wants, but you are also giving your followers what they want. They want to know you. They want to see you as a real person. They want to see your bad hair days. They want to see your gym outfits. You know, obviously nothing scandalous, but the whole point is you don't have to look like a model in order to post photos of yourself. Now, if you follow me on social, I'm at Kate the Socialite, you're going to see that most of my photos are professionally done, but that will eventually be changing. In order to get this started on the right foot, I did hire a couple different photographers to do some photo shoots for me, and they were really affordable, and I'm really happy with the results. But I wanted to make sure that I was able to ease myself into my own body confidence. And it was a little uncomfortable at first, but I didn't let it stop me, and I don't want it to stop you either. So if you think, okay, maybe I need to get some updated headshots, maybe I should get some lifestyle photography done, yes, you should. You can use those photos on your website, in your printed marketing materials, and on social media. It is so worth it. But when you get your photos done, don't just have the headshots and the traditional realtor pose. You know the one I'm talking about. Don't do that. Instead, get your photographer to shoot you in your element. So if you have a home office and you've designed it really well, then showcase it. If you live out in the country like I do and you want to capture that part of you, then do it. I mean, that's exactly what I did for my recent photo shoot. Most of my photos were taken in a meadow. And I love that because even though I'm serving clients who are in New York City or somewhere in Australia, I am not trying to be like them. I'm trying to be the best version of myself for them. And that means showing exactly who I am in my photography. I wore jeans and a t-shirt for most of the photo shoot. And I, of course, did my hair and makeup. But I wasn't trying to be somebody that I'm just not. And the more dressed up I have to get for a photo shoot, the more uncomfortable I feel and the more fake I feel. And then the photos just don't turn out that great. So I want you guys to go book a one hour photo shoot. Make sure it's a lifestyle shoot. Wear clothes that you are comfortable in, that you feel good in. 
and just go have fun. And I know that's such a cliched statement, like, oh, it's easy, just go have fun. But if you approach it again from the standpoint of, I'm only doing this so that I get people's attention, so that they can be helped by what I have to offer, and not so that I can showcase the latest outfit I bought or the brands that I want to try to promote, then it's totally different. You're not going to feel self-centered. You're not going to be like that cheerleader who's just jumping up and down. Look at me, like me, follow me. Instead, you're, you're a genuine person, a woman who is empowered. And that is something to celebrate. I also want to address an interesting form of imposter syndrome that you might experience when you go to start posting photos of yourself. You might look at your follower count and think, well, who am I to be posting photos like I'm an Instagram influencer? Because I have a really small following and I'll just look like a wannabe. I want you guys to know that's not true because a small following on social media does not mean a small business and it does not mean small profits. Now, I did a Facebook Live on this topic about a month ago and it got a ton of interaction because so many people deal with this. And in that video, I said what I'm about to say right now, which is full transparency. I want you guys to know this. I don't have a huge following on social media. I have less than 2,000 followers on Instagram, and I have less than 400 followers on Facebook. And you know what? Business is booming because I do not equate the number of people who click like or follow with the numbers in my bank account, with the numbers that I have on my profit and loss statements or the checks that I cut. It's not how life works. If you keep looking at your follower count as a reason to not be successful or as a sign of unsuccess, then it will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you look at those numbers for what they are, which are vanity metrics, then you're going to be able to push through that imposter syndrome and say, you know what, I have something to offer and it doesn't matter what number is currently sitting on my profile. It has no impact on my business, but what I post will have an impact on other people and that is what is most important. Okay guys, I'll get off my soapbox for now. I hope this episode has challenged you and encouraged you and given you hope because yeah, marketing your business can be a lot of work, but there are people out there who can help you, whether it's through this podcast or through the freebies or through online courses. So if you're looking for someone to help you with your social media, whether it's giving you the content to post, if you are still trying to ease in to getting photos of yourself, whether it is helping you with your email marketing so that you can actually convert your website visitors into paying customers, let me know how we can help you. Head over to katethesocialite.com or if you're interested in those email newsletters or those social media posts, go to socialitevault.com. I have resources available for you because I understand the things you're struggling with and I really want to help. So until next time, guys, keep your marketing simple and your message clear.